also like there's these like guys uh like like Dan and Jay and like they do this like show and like they talk about like stuff uh it's like one of those web ones it's like uh it's like a cast uh, it's like the the Dan and Jay's cast man with with like with like Dan and like Jay Cats purring. <laughs> Is uh, that like an activity? Uh, yeah. What uh, are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm going out cat spring. Oh yeah, that's I, I I do that every weekend. Uh, that thank you so much for your character copyright 1995. Mm-hmm. Did you make sure you made a trademark? I'm sorry. Did you make sure to trademark Surfer Dude? You, nobody's tried that since you, right? I don't think so. Oh, good. I hope. Oh, wait. I'm a pretty sure it's a it's an original character still. I know. I think there might be a couple things that might have made some money off of it since and before. <laughs> wait, are you telling me that movies have done it before? I don't. I can't be sure. And like they're making money off of my character that way. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. I say before. But, I mean, it right. is 1986 for you, so, yeah. really, maybe you invented the surfer, dude. Yeah. You took Spicoli, who I think was a stoner. He wasn't a surfer, necessarily. No, not I... really. He was more of a, just a loser. Yeah. So And, and you... turned it into a culture, man. Exactly right. You did that thing with your hands. You were like, whoa, gnarly. Yep. And we did that. And then invented the surfer. Yeah. You're welcome, America. Exactly. And the world. Daisy, are you going to sit? I have a cat on my lap. Uh, this doesn't normally happen for the podcast, but she's decided she's going to join me. So that's fine. I had a kitten on my lap, but she left before we started. What a piece of shit. What right? fucking cats you're fostering are a bunch of assholes. I know. It was the one that Aerie's mom has asked her to go to Simply Cats with her to adopt. Mm, oh, really? Wait, you're going to adopt yeah. one? Aerie's mom is. Oh, Aerie's mom is. Oh, wait, does she not have so, a cat anymore? Or did one die? She died. That's right. That's right, tornado. He, he was murdered by a tornado. Tornado. Um, to shreds, you say. To shreds, I say. The, uh, so, uh, uh, but, mm-hmm. so since we've decided that we are going to go back, for whatever reason, I decided we do shoestrings as a whole in one episode. I don't know why. When there are individual tracks that make up this album. Uh, yes. And this are. this is like one of my favorite ones. I mean, I, there are several weaknesses, but it's only a minute and a half long, which. Helps and that it, makes it better to me. Yep, yep, that's part of it, and uh, it's got some of our better sound effects. Although I, there's some EQ issues where there's some heavy bass where I could have pulled some bass out. It's kind of weird, but it, there's a lot of sound effects working, and I like it. There are it. It is a uh, it is a fully showcase, is what it is. It is. It is. This this and Darby O'Gill are probably the two that are most have the best effects maybe or no titanic though too uh they're titanic all pretty too. heavy huh well i think that this, this is our fully stage of comedy albums yes it's also our comedy album stage of comedy it albums. really is did, did is this one of the ones that you talked about in that class yes it was okay uh did you talk about the whole album or just specific specific ones it was about doing foley in general mm-hmm. so i i referenced the ones that applied Okay. I think I mostly just referenced this one in Titanic because I feel like Titanic as a whole, the sound effects are. 
I wouldn't say subtle, but more like they're so environmental. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. aren't the primary purpose of the sketch, but they're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like you know, using my squeaky chair to do the ship creaking. <laughs> yeah. And then this one though, the sound effects are are part of the sketch, That's true. right? Yeah. You, like you had to kind of plan out what sound effects you wanted mm-hmm. and make them for this sketch to work at all. Darling, are you quite all right? Yes, Mother. Just a little burnt. Oh, let me look, dear. Ooh, that's bad. Put some butter on it. Yes, Mother. Ah, blood! Oh! Lizzie, dear, are you cut? Yes, sorry, Mother. With uh, a butter knife, dear? Oh, I'll be fine. Oh, darn it all! I have to chop these pears for supper. Would you mind handing me that hatchet, Mother? Handle first, if you don't mind. Now, now be careful, dear. Oh, Mother, you worry so. Oh, no! What have I done? Abby! Lizzie! What's all the commotion in here? The blood! The blood! Oh, well, make sure you clean it up before your stepmother gets home. Now, wait! What's that the blood's coming from? Oh, Father, watch out! It's slippery! Oh, no! He's fallen! And head first onto the hatchet in dear Abby's head. Oh, I need to get them out of here. Hmm, where? Yes, the guest room will do nicely. And now for father. There, rest easy on the couch, dear departed father. Well, time for supper. Oh no, that darned axe. Hmm. Ah, nothing like a home-cooked meal. And this is where we perfected the skull crunch sound, which we've used a lot since. (laughs) It's one of my favorite sounds to use. Is it so gross? Is it good? I I'm trying to remember though how celery. Yeah, it it is all celery, but it's just it sounds so like hollow, so it sounds like a good you know actual skull. And I think I think that's because um, of how we had to do it. Yeah, it was on my kitchen floor, Mm -hmm. and that was had empty space under it Mm, that's true that's true and so and we had the mic on the floor with you know oh yeah with the thing so it got that reverberation of the of the hollowness underneath the floor along with the crunch pushing down on the celery oh yeah that's true huh and i think that gave it that nice hollow sound on top of that i think um it was um i don't know if it was more than one stick but we had them so that the you know, the celery sticks are kind of a, 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 rec, a triangle mm-hmm. with a hollow bottom. Mm-hmm. We pushed down on it that way. Okay. So we were filling the empty space when we crushed it down. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. That and we may, there may have been an actual, I don't know if we did in this, but like I know at least in years since we've definitely used actual crunching with our mouths on celery as a, as a good analog to that. Yeah, too. that too. I know I used a lot of that and a lot of disgusting chewing noises for the synthetic cheese sketch in the last album because <laughs> I just was I was like okay how can I make this the most moist sketch that's ever been like and it's <laughs> it's disgusting like it is I was very pleased with my work on that um, 
So yeah, it's it's only a minute and a half, so I'll put it in here so people can listen to it. But it is the it is the uh, alternate history. It is the uh, alternate version of. It, it turns out that Lizzie Borden was just clumsy. Oops. Aww. Which you know, not a bad concept. We could we could make a whole movie out. No, just a sketch. Just a minute and a half long sketch. It's we fun. can make a Polly Shore, Bill Hader vehicle out of it. Ooh, Polly Shore. Polly Shore. Does he play Lizzie Borden or the mom? The mom. Oh, okay, okay. And Bill Hader plays Lizzie Borden. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, mom, how are you? It's me, Lizzie Borden. Why do you sound like that, buddy? Well, because I'm a woman, and this is how women talk. Hi, I'm Lizzie Borden. That's weird. Yeah. Ooh, can the dad be Jason Sudeikis? No, I think okay. the dad should be um, should be sort of an unknown, like Bruce Willis. Ooh, a Bruce Willis. Yeah. Or Ooh. Harrison Ford. <clears throat> I like this a lot. You know, if if there's ever like let's say a couple years we get uh, just magically this podcast when it starts officially blows up, and they're like, hey, do you? Right, right now it's unofficially blown up. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely but. true. Uh, but when they're like, yo, you we want to make a TV show out here, it'll be like, no, movie only. They're like, okay, fine. And so they give us a movie, and we're like, all right, what kind of cameos can we get? Well, they're like, well, we've got a special line item for cameos, and uh, can we afford Harrison Ford? Well, you can afford Harrison Ford or thirty other really great cameos. Get us Harrison Ford, and ours will be the movie he actually dies on. Like that'll be. Right. Well, because he's going to have a lot of scenes because we mm-hmm. couldn't hire 30 people. So he's playing all 30. <laughs> I, I like this. So it's not that we're finding room in the script for these other people. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just. We literally needed 30 people. Yeah. All right. No, that... But instead, we spent our budget on, Har- on one Harrison Ford. And he did, But he, now, do you think he dies on accident or he's like, I, re- I really want to go out on this one? And he gives, gives me like a broadsword to run him through with Kylo Ren style. <laughs> Oh, spoilers, guys. Spoilers. Uh, it's been a while. I think it's okay. It's been uh, literally a month as of today, so you're good. Uh, if you haven't seen the number one most popular movie in America. I know. Like, uh, in ever. Right? Uh, boy, did you see the and SNL deserve- sketch, the undercover boss sketch with Kylo Ren? Yes. It's <laughs> fucking cute. Okay. I realized watching that with his hair, I'm like, the whole time. Here's the deal. I was not looking forward to him in the Sean. movie. He is Sean. I didn't think about that. I'll tell you who else he reminds me of in a second, mm-hmm. who he could play. Um, but uh, in, uh, I've seen him in other stuff, and it was a poorly directed movie, and I didn't like it. So I'm like, I, I, this guy is going to be horrible in this movie. And, and at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, no, he's perfect. He's very emo. He's good. He, with those glasses on and with that hair, if that hair had been curly, he's Chad. He is Chad's that voice. Too. And Chad and Sean have so much. It's true. Yeah. If, if he were deaf, he would absolutely be Sean. Um Oh, my God. But, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, kids out there, you don't know who Chad is. Chad's former roommate, Chad Newman, Paul Newman's cousin. Uh, fantastic guy. We call him the Claw because uh, he's got a weird hand that's fucked up because of a stroke. Uh, when he was a kid, though, so it's fine. Uh, time has passed. Tragedy plus time and history is comedy plus... What? Um, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you lost that one, Jason. So, anyway, I'm just saying Kylo Ren is Chad. Chad, yeah. come on the podcast. We can talk about this. We can see about getting him to play you in... The aneurysm movie about your life. Um, the aneurysm movie. I do. I did suggest he call that the whole aneurysm thing years ago, and he did write. <laughs> he did write a script around it, and it's pretty good. I liked it. Uh, beer sponsor this week is Dr. Pete and Rum. Nice. Yeah, it's good. I'm actually. having. I discovered that I still have a 
a Heffa Shandy in the fridge. Ooh, from Widmer oh, Brothers. So I'm, I'm drinking that. Sounds so in good. In preparation for, for summer. Mm-hmm. Naturally, I mean, you got to get ready for summer. It was like it was fall weather last night. It was rainy and windy mm-hmm. and a little bit warm. That's nice. It's kind of always that, it's, that it's, here, it's so I take nice that It's nice as long as you don't pay attention to the fact that the reason why it's kind of warm uh-huh. is because you know, global warming is destroying our planet. Uh, excuse oh, me, Dan. Sorry, climate change. Excuse me, Dan. Uh, Donald Trump has said nothing about that, so it must not be a thing. Yeah, I like that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has great opinions, but I don't think he could be president. Why? I don't know. That's what everyone says. <laughs> oh, no, do I they? I like his opinion, but I don't think he'd be president. Oh, I think no. that literally means he's as racist as I am, yeah, right. but, his out, but his overtness won't ever make him <laughs> right. president. I guess that, oh, my God, that's scary. That pe- I did, like, I had to unfollow a friend of, uh, like, a family friend because, like, he, I don't remember what he posted. It was, like, it was some super conservative thing. I'm not anti-conservative, folks, in case you're wondering. I'm anti-stupid. So it was a stupid conservative thing. Uh, and then the person is like, well, you know, that, that won't happen when Trump's president. And it was literally one of the things they said was something equivalent of he tells it like it is. And that's what everybody says. It's like, oh God, oh no, stop saying he tells it like it is. You, you can't, you can't, that's not a thought. That is not a thought. You just said a thing. You just, and honestly, color by numbers. That is not, even let, let's say he was. On Bernie Sanders' level of actual political honesty, as opposed to just being a doof nugget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) If Bernie Sanders was presenting factual information with the same tact that Trump is, Mm -hmm. he still he would not be a good president either. No, because (laughs) being a politician, being a world diplomat, Mm -hmm. requires fucking tact. You can tell it how like it is. Yeah. And be nice about it. Mm-hmm. Be gentle about it. Sure. Instead of just being a cock about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can even, guess what? You're even allowed, if you expressed an intelligent opinion that had a problem with immigration, I would at least listen to it. I, I wouldn't, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm going to blow you off if you say all immigrants suck and shouldn't be here, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, if you're going to ignore what. And we're going to make them pay to build their wall to keep them out. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Well, he's also going to do it with the clouds. He's going to make the clouds um, build uh, whatever fixes global warming. He's gonna char- gotcha. charge them with that. He can buy. He can. He, he can buy them out. You know, he could like. He has the potential to use his Lex Luthor money that he may or may not have to like change the weather. So just work on well, that. I Donald mean, don't Trump. don't look at him as like some some big wig. I mean, hmm. he started out with nothing. He got a million dollars from his dad and built his empire from that. <laughs> and you have to be impressed. Is that true? That he said that in a debate. <laughs> He, he had nothing, just a million dollars from his dad. And a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of him showing up on the shore, just like kicking a can. He's like a one shoe on. Hey, how you doing there, fella? Yeah, you spare a dime? No thanks, I'm sorry, I can't. I, I gotta invest just this little bit I got in my pocket. This million dollar bill. <laughs> can't even eat. Gotta find just the right place to to, to invest. Uh, where you gonna invest? Fucking hotels, I guess. All right, bada boom. I get. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna buy a tower, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Put my name on it. <laughs> buy more hair. Yep. 
That's and apparently that's not a wig. It's just horrible hair. Like I don't. Oh, yeah. That's really weird. I don't get what's going on with that. Uh, hey guys, this is getting political with Dan and Jay. Getting political, getting political. One hundred eight point six politics radio. Wait, that's a real thing. One hundred eight point six. Um. So the other night. Uh, as literally in the middle of getting food poisoning, I went to a bookstore. Uh, Jen was looking yes. for stuff on King Arthur, and I was looking for... Was I looking for anything in particular? Yes, I was. I was looking for Mad Magazine stuff, because yesterday I went and interviewed Arnie Kogan, who's been writing for Mad Magazine since 1959. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the Lyndon B. Johnson... the Nixon, No, the Nixon issue of Mad, you gave me that. Am I right? I think you bought me this I one. I believe so. This one. Well, as you can see now, so I l- I'm looking through, my- he signed it. Why did he sign it? Well, I was looking through it, and I'm like, and I email him back. I'm like, hey, so I, I was looking through my collection, I, or my comics, I guess the only Mad Magazine I have is this one that some friends gave me. Uh, do you want to give me an idea, like, uh, what's like what's a good period I should look for for your, your comics that I could read? Because I don't know Mad Magazine that well. He's like, well, in that one, you can look at the cover story, because I wrote it. And I'm like, oh. I totally missed his name in there. So he wrote the fucking main art, the main gag, this the whole the zing, which is a parody of the sting. So he wrote this and he signed it for me. So that was fun. Very cool. Um. So yeah, that was awesome. Like I spent an hour in this guy's apartment that used to belong to Tom Poston, Tom Poston of the Bob Newhart show, uh, <laughs> or of Newhart. I'm sorry. Uh, long history. And Billy Wilder used to live in this building. It's so weird going to this part of L.A. Like the rich part of L.A. is very weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. So I was looking for Mad Magazine stuff, and I found some digests and nothing he wrote. I'm getting so gassy. Um, but I did find this for $10. This is... You're not going to be able to read it on the webcam. Um, but this is... Oh, maybe you will. The Encyclopedia the, of Comedy. Uh, Encyclopedia of Comedy. And this is from... By J. Melville Jackson. Jansen. Yeah. The original edition was 1895. This is the second print printing, I think, 1899. This is this guy, it is, let's see, what's the subtitle? The subtitle is quite long. <laughs> Encyclopedia <laughs> of Comedy by J. Melville Jansen. 20 years practical experience in the minstrel and comedy world for professional entertainers, comedians, social clubs, lodges, and all who are in search of humorous literature. Um, so that's that's that. This, this book is filled with... Uh, okay, so if, if you're going to go and write, like, I'm going to do a parody of what it would be to, like, talk if you're old-timey. You would do stilted. You'd do... It would be, like, excessively Latinate. It would be, well, a fellow went down to the, the local social club and said to the woman, this is exactly what's in here. There's nothing in here that's written naturally. Nothing in here... Oh, I mean, there are a couple maybe, like... Okay, there's witty sayings in here, which, by the way, that is a stretch. Um, oh, my God. Here's one. Here's a witty saying, which... Apparently, it needs two people to be pulled off. Is that a horse pistol? No, it's only a Colts. <sighs> okay, so, um, this, this book is filled with things like that. Um, there is, oh, 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 and then, uh, there are, um, there are, uh, speeches. And the first speech is about, uh, where is it? Oh, God, I gotta find it. Well, the first speech, uh, monologues, I'm sorry, monologues and, uh, nope, not monologues, stump speeches. The first one, Dan, is on women's rights. Oh, no. <laughs> now, at first, if you read it, you're like, wait a minute, is this really ahead of its time satire? And then you get to the end, and you're like, it's satire of something, but n- not not the right thing. Um, 
Oh my god, it's just, it's so, I, I am tempted to read the whole thing because it's only two pages, but um, yeah, this is the whole chapter of stump speeches, uh, I feel like I should go through some of like the, the tiny little bit, boys compositions is a chapter, what's a boys composition, Dan, I don't know what that is, there are sketches, there are entire sketches in here from 1895, uh, oh wait, what's that line, well he's part Irish anyhow, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a line in this, uh, um, Oh my, oh my, this book is just like, and I got it because I'm like, well, I want to be able to study old timey comedy and, yeah, you know, man. you know, and, and I, and I will still use it to that effect, but it's, it's really, you hope to be surprised in a, in a, in a positive way. And usually you're surprised and like, oh, right. Yep. 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 Okay. What's, this is called a giveaway gag. I don't know what that means. <clears throat> He went to the church with me on one Sunday. When the contribution bo box was passed, I put in ten cents. He put his hand in, too. After the man had passed on, he leaned over to me and whispered, I got a quarter. How much did you get? Oh, I get it. They were stealing from the plate. I get it. I got it. <laughs> mm. uh, that was That's as close to conversational as this actually I remember gets. that joke. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, what the hell? He went into a restaurant. Who's he? I don't under... These are the, the setups don't make any sense. It's just... He went into a restaurant the other day, and when the waiter well, gave him... Because you would replace he I guess with the actual subject you're mocking. I guess. I guess so. Uh, into a restaurant the other day, and when the waiter gave him a bill of fare, said, Thank you. I never read before meals. <laughs> a bill of fare. That's what I always call it. Uh, you should. You should call it a bill of fare. I saw Smith open his cellar window to let out the dark. Anybody? <laughs> any? Any? Anyone? Any? So that 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 was a uh, like Pollock joke. Yeah. That's what that was. Yeah, basically. Or a dumb blonde joke. Yeah. Or a blonde Pollock joke. Uh, <laughs> those are my best. What do you call a blonde Pollock? Uh, let's. Nothing. They won't come when you call them anyway. Don't <laughs> <laughs> either. <laughs> some of these, by the way, some of these, like, they get to the point where there's too much slang for the period. Uh, uh -huh. the, the formatting just makes no, it just, it, 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 it's mostly slang. It's mostly, like, terminology that just doesn't exist anymore. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, my Christ. Why should the people of the United States be very jolly? Because it was named after a merry cuss. And then it puts in parentheses, Americus, so you get the pun. What is Americus? I don't. I have to look it up now. See, this is book. This is why this but, book hurts. But it was Amerigo Vespucci. Yep. Yep. I, so I, I don't. I don't think he's right. Okay. Well, I can answer your question, Jason, because when I was at a thrift store the, uh, um, I think it was like last week or so. Yes. I found this book right here. Answers to questions. Ooh, five thousand. How old is that? Is that as old as it looks? Nineteen twenty-six. What? Oh my God! We both found a music books. Oh, wait. America's I haven't had a chance story. to really look through it yet. Do you have a question? Let's see. Uh, give me a general topic first. Oh! Oh! oh. I was going to say minerals. That's got to be a pretty small category, 1926 movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? They hadn't even invented see, sound let's yet. Let's see if you can answer some of these questions. Okay. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably and I think what this this is basically, this is a poor man's... Like Wikipedia. Yeah, 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 yeah. These were all take it. People sent in letters to this guy asking these questions. Oh my god, that's so published. good. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I should see if there's some sort of forward, but it probably was like a column or something. Yeah, that makes right? sense. Okay. 
So let's see if I get any of these. Probably. How many feet of film for motion pictures are made each year? Oh my, that is in oh. 1926. Oh boy, I'm gonna say. Oh, how many feet? Uh, let's see, 1926. I mean, it was a boom. Uh, uh, oh boy, let's see. It's 400 feet. For, no, but that's for 400 feet is like a few. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm pretending like I can actually do the math. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Mm, I'm gonna say five million feet. What's the answer? The manufacturers turn out about 65 million feet of motion picture film a month. Holy shit! A month. A month. Holy shit! This amounts to 150 thousand miles a year. Wow. Enough to wrap around the Earth more than six times. 1926. In 1895, the mm-hmm. first year that the film was pro- year that the film was produced commercially, only a total of 21,663 feet was made. <laughs> that's crazy. See, that's awesome. That book is fantastic. <laughs> that book is useful. And you know what? Here we go. Let's see. Yeah, let's oh. see if we can answer this one, Jason. Uh oh. What is the phono film? I'm assuming that is a film with the... Well, no, but it, they didn't have it yet. But I get maybe they did. Maybe they're just developing with a sound strip on the side. That's my guess. It is film on which both the pictures and the sound of the human voice are photographed at the same time. 1926? Dr. Lee DeForest made a complete record of the musical score of The Covered Wagon and reproduced it on the film itself so that the picture might be shown with its own musical accompaniment. Holy shit. I wonder if that's... I wonder if that's ever been, like, discovered after this period. Because I've never heard of that, like, that early. That's awesome. Because that's how they do film traditionally, and probably not anymore, but that's how they did tr- film eventually, was, like, that's how you do it. It's, like, a separate strip on the side. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Some more movie pictures, uh, questions for you. How old is baby Peggy? <laughs> <laughs> two, two years? Two Two years? She was born October 26, 1918, and oh. she made her debut at the age of two. Baby Peggy. <laughs> she was obviously important at that time. Uh, along those same lines. she would have been... Mm-hmm. I think these people just wanted to bang baby Peggy. <laughs> so let's see. If she was born in she 1918, this book came out in tw- 26. <laughs> Why did they want to bang... Why did they want to bang eight-year-old baby Peggy? <laughs> it was a, it was a different time, different culture. Jason. Yeah, yeah, don't, different culture. Don't judge. Different culture. Uh, uh, How many motion pictures <laughs> of the World War were taken? Oh my! Not of World War One. No, because World it's 1926. War. This is just pictures of the World War. I'm going to say twenty thousand. The signal cores say that approximately one million feet what? of film were taken during the oh well feet. You said how many films? You didn't say feet. Huh. That's. I have a feeling he didn't have a number of that. It, what an asshole. That guy's an asshole. I don't like him. What an, do you know what, what I do? Asshole. What an asshole. <clears throat> the best right, way to... Hold see. on, hold on. The best way to spoil a child? Let it play uh-huh. with a lighted kerosene lamp. That's really dark. You're saying, <laughs> like, spoil a child? Like, destroy it? Like, that's that's <laughs> horrible. So. That's horrible. That's uh-huh. horrible. Here we go, Jason. Yep. Who were the independent candidates for president and vice president in 1908? The independent, the independent yes. candidate. Okay, <clears throat> for president and vice president in 1908. Chapels B. Howardly and mm. Forenston M. Cuardsworth. You were close. For president, it was Thomas L. Hisgen mm. of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. 
and for vice president John Temple Graves of Georgia. Of course. The fuck. Wait, did somebody? Are you telling me somebody? I can't remember this. Can can you tell? Like, I mean, I guess that's what you had. You're right. It is Wikipedia. I can't. Who was that guy in that movie? You know what? Let me write to the guy with the book. Hey, who was that guy in the movie? He had the hair. I uh, you know. Signed, curious. <laughs> Jason, here we go. Yes. Quotations. I think these are important. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Okay. Um, there's. I just. I accidentally flipped, and there is an entire category. There's an entire chapter. Uh huh. I will show you. I want you to read it aloud. Okay. You. You wait. You're gonna show it to me. Oh. Okay. Uh oh. 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 Oh God. Which one am I reading? It's a heading. Oh, 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 boy. Races of man. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Hold on. Actually, while you're doing that, let's see if I can find the Pollock jokes in this okay. book. What is the origin of the saying... She, this is quotations. Oh, okay. What is the origin of the saying, she looks as if butter would not melt in her mouth? <laughs> oh, I don't... Ah, uh, um, a really pervy farm? <laughs> The quotation is from Polite Conversation by Swift. There is, oh. however, a similar saying in the Proverbs of Haywood. Mm, of course. Um, what else? Oh, man. I, thing is, I think there's going to be some quotes in here you're going to be like, the fuck are you saying? <laughs> oh, I got some more witty sayings. There's Mr. A Who and Mr. Ar- B. Oh, here we go. This yes. might apply oh, to yes. your book, too. Yes. Who originated the phrase, one step from the sublime to the ridiculous? I'm just going to say Oscar Wilde, because that's just how you default. <laughs> Although this saying is generally attributed to Napoleon, it is to be found in the works <laughs> of Tom Paine before Napoleon's time. Paine says, The sublime and the ridiculous are often so nearly related that it is difficult to class them separately. One step above the sublime makes a ridiculous, and one step be- above the ridiculous makes a sublime again. Mm. How to, Thomas Paine. How to cure dyspepsia. Swallow a grasshopper backwards, and he'll kick the dyspepsia out of you. I know, I know. That's not even funny. Back then, you anyone could be a freaking expert on comedy because no one had written a book. Do you see how thick this fucking book is, too? Yeah. This is this is not a small book, sir. This is this is an experienced gentleman in comedy. (sighs) What is the origin of the Lithuanians? Uh oh. Uh, Is this a joke? (laughs) No. To, wait, here we go. Yes. This question, I feel like, is applicable nowadays. Mm-hmm. Because we need to know how to feel mm. about certain people. Sure. Naturally. To what race do the Armenians belong? There's, oh, I forget that, they, that they, back in the day, there was like, they divided people into weird races. The <laughs> Caucasoid and the Negroid. I, have, I couldn't tell you. What is it? The people belong to the Caucasian race. Oh, they are the Caucasian race. Oh, good. The good. present Armenian race is largely a mixture of Greek, Syrian, and Persian people. Mm. Okay, let's see if I can find anything. So the thing is, like, I've actually been surprised by some of the books I've found, because I also have mm-hmm. that tape, that book of science Oh yeah, from the 1900s. Mm-hmm. That the one I 1900s. gave you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was surprisingly progressive in how it looked at things. <gasps> oh, boy. Uh-oh. This one's entitled Chinese Question, or All Must Reform. Oh, it's very long. Is it going to get to the Chinese joke very quickly? I'm upset. Wait, Adam and Eve. Okay, Adam and Eve is probably also anti-woman. Uh, boy. 
I feel like I should read one of these stump speeches just blind. This is going to be called Historical Reminiscences. What is this podcast episode, Dan? We're not even bullshitting. We're just reading from old-timey books. It's okay. That's But it's fun. It is fun. Okay. <clears throat> this is called if the, Historical... If they don't like it, they shouldn't be listening to our bullshit. That's right, motherfuckers. This is called... At least now we're, we're stating facts instead of just making shit up on the fly. That is true. That is true. Okay, this is called Historical Reminiscences. I know, I know Dan, this is going to... It's going to resonate differently for you because it's 30 years younger for you than it is for me. But at least... Right, I understand. You get it. It's not even a hundred years old for you yet, so you're like, what? That's not that old. I agree with everything he says. Okay. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I appear before you this evening in the garb of an orator, and to show you how much disturbance one man can cause in a multitude. Fuck. I assemble myself before you this evening for the purpose of delivering can, a lecture. Can I interrupt for just one second? Yes, sir. This is a comedy, right? The Gentleman in the Spats. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, continue. continue. This is a setup, Dan. Don't get me wrong. Okay. We're, we're getting there. Oh, oh. Okay. We're getting to the rich part of the meat. Okay. <laughs> I assemble myself before you this evening for the purpose of delivering a lecture on ancient and modern history, also to express my opinion on the stability of self-government. Now, in order that my lecture should be fully understood, I shall divide it into two parts. T-O-X. Two. Is that a joke that he can't spell too? Or is it? Anyway. This first part shall be as we ourselves, and the second part shall be the same thing exactly. Now, suppose a man comes up to me and says, or suppose a man came up to me and didn't say, still I should say he said so. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, this is growing on me. But we are digressing. In looking at the financial resources of this country, we find we have money... And then in parentheses to get. How do you read parentheses? I've never understood that. We have gold, silver, and greenbacks. There are various kinds of silver. We have German silver, 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 and and silver threads among the gold. In quotes. That's a reference I should probably know in 1899. Well, that don't make any difference. Greenbacks, however, are worth more than silver. More than gold. For instance, take a silver dollar. That is, if the man ain't looking, we come pretty near knowing how to do that. Take a silver dollar, put it in a pocketbook, and allow it to remain there a week. Take it out. Silver dollar, that's all. Mark the difference. Take a dollar greenback and put it in a pocketbook, and as soon as you do, double it. Allow it to remain there a week, take it out, and, and you find it increases very well. Take stage, funny walk. That is what it says now. Where was New York 37,000 years ago? Echo answers nobody. I'll tell you where it was. The Indian's wigwam was heard in the distance, and the scalping knife and Thomas Hawk was buried in the briny deep, and, and, yet, we were not happy. Oh, my tiresome hearers, let us look back into dim futurity, and if you will believe me, and a great many have done so, while under the influence of liquor, things are coming to a crisis. As the poet says, oh, 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 never mind, he owes everybody. Oh, I feel as though I could sweep. This is like a foreign language. Business. I have no idea what's happening. In parentheses, right business of sweeping his hat off the table with his umbrella, etc. I should I'm know. I'm guessing this is, is this a script? Is this a transcription? No, this is telling you how to perform it. You're supposed to get why this is humorous. Reform. We, as constituents of our representatives, we find we find yes, that is where if we're lucky, <clears throat> we're lucky we find. But before soaring into the regions of hyperbolic rhetoric and descending into commonplace hypercriticisms, which always characterizes inquisitorial verbosity. Okay, here we go. More parent, a lot of parentheses. Hits his hand on table and is supposed to hurt it badly. Ow! And grabs it with the other business of making faces, etc. And then on the other hand, raises the ha same hand to make gestures. Looks at it. By the way, misspelled gestures unless there's an old-timey spelling with J. 
No, no, the same hand. Who is there among us who isn't here? This is like this. I, I've seen I've seen movies that are this bad, though. To be fair, yeah. Who, yeah, yeah. who is there among us who isn't here? Again, I, I, I. He's growing on me with jokes like that. Let him speak, and I'll have him on the police force in ten minutes. Reform em, emanating as it does from the broad principles of liberty, liberties which were inculcated by our forefathers' liberties, and yet how strange. This young man I speak of, and in reviewing from an asteroid standpoint of... I feel like this is supposed to hurt your brain. <clears throat> anyway. Mm. I think so, too. I think it's... He's... he's it's supposed to be the equivalent of a politician talking in circles, and to, so you think that's, he sounds that's smart when my he's saying thought. literally nothing. And I, now, don't get me wrong. Again, up my alley, but still, still, I, were people smarter then, or were they were the comedians more full of themselves? And in reviewing from an asteroid standpoint of political ex, exe, exegetical analysis, what's the matter? Am I too much for you? Or ab Abglutinating the polytechnical ectoblasts of hom homogeneous ateceticisms. You can't do it. It's impossible. Yes. Okay, so if you could memorize this, you were skilled. Reform. <laughs> of course you don't know anything about it. Neither do I, so I'll explain it to you. I swear to God, we're almost done. Having discussed my historical subject so fully, I feel confident that there are none within the hearing of my voice tonight who are not satisfied that at one time or another Chicago was discovered, and to my sorrow... I was in Chicago during the World's Fair about three weeks, and I never went to see or hear of Chicago again. I wasn't there ten minutes when someone went through me and stole my pocketbook. A friend of mine was with me at the time. He said, I'll tell you, when Gabriel blows his horn in Chicago, he'll wake up many a sinner. I said, oh no, Gabriel will never have a chance to blow his horn in Chicago. He said, why? I said, they'll steal it before he has a chance to blow it. <laughs> and thank you so much for joining me tonight in my... So to update that... Uh -huh. To update that joke, uh, just replace Chicago with Detroit and everything else works. It's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. And then say inculcated uh, without any hesitation, uh, which is impossible because <laughs> I'm sorry so, I put you through that. But that had so here you go, Jason. God, that was upsettingly long. I thought it was that was a page and a half or something. That was very short, but it was so hard to get through. Here's an answer. Okay. That I really hope you can, right. or a question I really hope you know the answer. Uh, okay. I feel like it influences a lot of decisions we need to make in the future vis-a-vis mm -hmm. -vis hiring practices and uh -oh. location of future headquarters. Oh, oh, okay, good, good, good. How much Negro blood is there in a quadroon? No! <laughs> the answer is like three pints or something. Oh, oh so you have to know how... Mm. Okay, starting out, you have to be smart enough to know how much the average uh, human being, how much blood is in the average human body. And you have to remember I, that I'll, quadroon I'll right is, now. if I remember correctly, quarter black? Is that what quadroon means? That's actually the answer that he gives him, is that a quadroon is usually a person who is one quarter Negro and three quarters white. That is one of who one of whose grandparents was white and the other Negro, and one of whose immediate parents was white and the other Malmula. Mal a you can use mulatto that way? I guess. And the other mulat. <laughs> There's no good sentence or anything that's ever begun with how much Negro blood. That is never, <laughs> that's never been a positive opening to and, everything. And it gets even worse when you end it with the word quadroon. <laughs> no, it sounds like a delicious cookie. So does mulatto, though. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something you get I'll from have, Pepperidge Farm. <laughs> Do you remember the I'll, days when I'll we could call them mulattoes? Pepperidge Farm remembers. 
<laughs> you have like a package of mulattoes <laughs> next to some, you know, homemade quadroons. And... Oh, these are no bake quadroons. They're delicious. <laughs> oh, how much Negro blood is in them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I didn't even know this was a question. It, it shows you some of the uh, change in culture. <laughs> Although it may still be apt in a different way. Uh-oh. Are Jewish people apt to take narcotic drugs? <laughs> Wait. Charles B. Towns says that few Jews, except in the underworld, knowingly acquire the habit of taking narcotic drugs. He himself has met with only four cases of drug taking among Hebrews. <laughs> Now, if you look at modern Hollywood and comedians... Uh, uh, oh, my. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most upsetting... I mean, no, it's the second most upsetting thing I've heard today. Mm. Oh, Jesus Christ. See, folks, you see why we're interested in old-timey things? Because it tells us, despite what we sometimes believe, we've technically, we've technically evolved... <laughs> Is that what that is? Yeah. Have we evolved just by nature? Like, are we meant to evolve a certain degree, and then it's our choice if we actually do anything with it? I, yeah, I think that is it. Like, I feel like, but I don't know. Oh man, this stump speech is on women's rights. I, I I'm look, a stump speech on women's rights. I'm looking forward to reading all the way through and then being very upset by. Uh, oh wait a minute. Why do sailors wear such wide, clumsy trousers? <laughs> That is a good question. Why are bell bottoms? I don't know. I do not know why that's a thing. All seamen wear trousers which are unusually wide at the bottom in order that when they are cleaning decks or landing in shallow water, the trousers can easily be rolled above the knees. Mm. That's that's quite utilitarian. I would not have thought of that. That makes perfect sense. Oh boy. How long is Broadway, New York City? How long is like the street Broadway? Oh yeah. Christ. I'm gonna show my ignorance by trying to answer it uh yeah do i don't it. know five how long is how long is five five is it five miles i don't know how long is the it? president of the borough of manhattan of the city of new york says that the length of broadway within the city limits of greater new york is approximately 15 and one half miles see like i said i'm an idiot where is the busiest corner in the world oh in the world Okay, we can guess at the time. That this Basically, is what is the busiest intersection? Hmm. Uh, you know what? It's. Uh, I'll, t- I'll give you a hint. Maine and Otsego you, Lake Road in Lawrence, New York. You've probably driven through it. Oh. Recently. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, my first guess would be Ventura and Sepulveda. But no. No. Well, okay, in 1926, yeah. I don't think those were as busy. Mm. But. 7th and Broadway mm. in Los Angeles. Really? The most congested intersection in the world. It may not be true now, but in 1926, it was the busiest intersection in the world. That's fucking Other busy... weird. Oh, but the downtown was actually booming at that point, so what am I thinking? Yeah. yeah. Christ, 7th and Broadway. Other busy corners are Hyde Park Corner, London. Okay. 5th Avenue, 42nd, New York City. Mm-hmm. Times Square, New York City. Columbus Circle, New York City. And Place de l'Opera, Paris. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to read you some poetry? Yes. <clears throat> if it's from your book, yes. <gasps> oh my goodness. Oh, here we go. This is, if life was a thing money could buy, the Jews would live and the Irish would die. 
That is that. Uh, holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> I was waiting to find oh, something really racist. Like uh, he was disappointing me. Uh -huh. A bearded man, decrepit and gray, without parents, brothers, or sisters, threw himself from the Brooklyn Bridge one day, and the wind blew through his whiskers. Is that, is that a joke or is it just a rhyme? Like, that sounds like it's just a rhyme. Ooh, oh, here we go. This one you can insert your own mayor's name. This is like a Mad Lips. Only a horse out in the streets, working hard for the food he eats. Only a horse out in the chilly air. You'll be a horse when Mr. Underscore, or blank, I mean, is mayor. Yep, yep. Or underscore, if you want to say that. Like an idiot. What the hell? I don't understand these. What the? What is a sun dog? Uh, I don't know. What's sun dog with you? This is in the astronomy section of the book. A sun dog. Yeah, I've never heard that term. Does it mean something that you would like? I'm gonna say supernova. I what? I'm telling you, I'm reading these questions. I'm not actually reading the answers <laughs> until I ask them to you. Oh, okay, good. I actually don't know the answer. I'm gonna say something like a supernova. <laughs> Or, or a flare, a solar flare. When other combinations of reflections from snow crystals occur so that so as to double or treble the brightness of spots in the perihelic circle, these spots are called mock suns or sun dogs. The perihelic circle is a reflection of the sunlight forming a band of white light around the horizon at the apparent angular altitude of the sun and usually passing through it. The f what? All right. So basically, when you see a lens flare, yeah. there's more little dots on the lens flare. Mm. It's the equivalent of that. It's a sun. Fuck, you know what? I think I knew that. I think I did know that because I went to film school, and I'm pretty sure I've heard that. God damn it. <laughs> sun dog. It's a, it's a solar flare. <laughs> Holy Does shit. light travel faster than Earth travels in its orbit? I, I, I would imagine so. <laughs> Unless we're all... Seems seems likely. He says light travels 186,000 miles per second. Mm -hmm. While the Earth only travels 19 miles a second on its journey around the sun. I like how he said that, like, are you fucking stupid, kid? <laughs> it would be black. It would be dark. What comes after buttermilk? Butter. What comes after butter? Cheese. What comes after cheese? Mice. <laughs> <laughs> Ari would probably actually really like that joke. I'm going to tell it to her when we're done You here. should. Oh, speak. Hold on. You know, I mean, don't hold on. Keep going. I actually have to find... Why did I say hold on? I need you to keep going while I find something. <laughs> I'm looking to see... Please find something racial. Wow, really? Uh-oh. Dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> what? How warm does it get on Mars? This is before we really oh, have any way yeah. of truly measuring. Yeah. During um, the past opposition, Dr. Koblenz of the Bureau of Standards made measurements of the temperatures on Mars. He uh, found the planet warmer than formerly supposed, its daytime temperatures being at times as high as 40 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Nice, cool summer day. <laughs> Photographs were made by red and by violet light. Both sets of data indicate a denser atmosphere than had been previously assumed. Okay, let's see what temperature Mars is really at during the day. Do it. And while you do that, I'm going to... See how close their science was there. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, we got a voicemail. So here... Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh. I usually... This is Ari, by the way. I usually let your misinformation go unchecked. But I just have to say, 
Dan was not arguing with me about the pronunciation of Jews' heart. Dan and I were arguing on Christmas Day with my mother. She said it was J-U-I-C-E. I did not say that. Thank you very much. Just, just setting the record straight and don't, I don't want my husband on national radio to tell everybody what an idiot I am when I am not. I'm an idiot, but not that way. Thank you. Was she drunk when she left that message? <laughs> she said uh, she's in a hurry or drunk? <laughs> I'm uncertain. <laughs> Thank you, Ari, for leaving us a message. I will now... You, you know what? Then I blame I blame Bernie. I blame Bernie. Yeah. Juice harp. So, to be clear, a summer day on Mars may get up to 70 degrees Fahrenheit near the equator. Oh, all right. But at night, the temperature can plummet to minus 100 God degrees. God damn. God damn. Are you kidding me? So, make sure Ooh. you bring a coat if you're going to be out late. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, how much Negro blood is in a juice harp? Uh, Mars. Mm. Oh, man. I got, Mice is the answer. <laughs> Mice. You know, this drink is good, but I could really go for like a just a sleeve of quadroons. When the, when the Girl Scouts start selling their cookies. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying that too much. It's just, it just, it's, it's ah, I'm an asshole. And it's just asked so, so bluntly. What is so <clears throat> plain? What paper has the largest circulation in the world? A paper of tobacco. It's very weirdly worded. Like it's, they then, feel like stretch. I, did anybody? They might not have. They might not have called it cigarettes then. I guess. Oh, but okay. Here, this this one's solid. What part? Okay. What part of a fish weighs the most? What, Jason? The scales. <laughs> oh, God. I remember that one from <laughs> kindergarten. Now you know that it's at least from 1895. <coughs> All right. I went... I'm going to uh, I'm gonna ask you some etiquette questions. Ooh, please here, do. Jason. Please do, Dan. Please do. Because I feel like it's, you know, as we become, you know, as Ari said, you know, public, you know, national radio stars. Yeah. Yeah. Can you um, imagine this show on NPR? <laughs> <laughs> Our first yes. five-minute program. <laughs> Possible. Um, <clears throat> I think we need to we need to understand some of these things. Yeah. Um, when should an announcement of an engagement be made? Ooh, ooh! I think I and I feel like we've lost a plot on this one. Oh man, I I I would say at least six months in advance of, of the the ceremony, the the thing. But I could be wrong. Okay, it should be made upon the day that the bride elect, because <laughs> they are elected to this role, <laughs> chooses to wear her engagement ring for the first time publicly. Wait, so that's when you're supposed to send them out? Is when? Is when uh, she just chooses to wear? I'm guessing, and according to this book, it's probably you would walk up to that microphone on that like uh-huh. you know balcony uh-huh. as people gather below you, and you say, "People, people of Chicago, <laughs> me and my bride-elect Marguerite are to be wed. You can tell, for she is wearing the ring upon her finger." <laughs> and now the ceremonial mailing out of the invites. <sighs> what? Should a nice should a young lady be congratulated upon her approaching marriage? I would say yes. It is not considered <gasps> to be in good form to oh. congratulate a prospective bride. 
She is to receive one's good wishes. Mm-hmm. The, perspe- the prospective bridegroom is congratulated. Wait. You see, because he achieved a goal. Ah. It's Wait. given that she's to be married. And if you congratulate her, that's as if, oh, wow, you were worth wanting. <laughs> Whereas for him, it's like, you achieved a goal of, of snagging this woman. <laughs> the oh bride-elect's mother receives the kind wishes of her friends. The mother of the groom-elect receives kind wishes and congratulations. And speaking with a young woman who has recently been married, one offers her his wishes for great happiness. Mm-hmm. Her husband is congratulated. Yeah, you do. It's bad luck. You say, hey, you either say that or you say, break a hymen. Because back then, you, there's no way that you could have ever had yeah. sex before marriage. Is it proper... Is it proper yeah. to serve butter at a formal dinner? <laughs> at a formal dinner? I'm trying to think. Now, All my only reference is to go back and, and look at the episodes of, of The Supersizers, which is a UK show, which is fascinating, and I'm going to make you watch when you come out here. Um, it's fun. Like It's like just fucking... Hmm... Uh, uh, I, judging by the very fact that he asked the question, I'm going to say no. Butter is not served. Bread and butter plates are dispensed with. Finger rolls are passed. The fuck is a finger roll? <laughs> when a man is introduced to a woman... Mm-hmm. Oh wait, sorry. Yep. That's the answer. <laughs> if a lady is seated when she receives an introduction to a gentleman, yes. should she rise? No, I would I would imagine I would imagine no that seems that seems uh, to be filled with impropriety. When a man is introduced to a woman, mm-hmm. she remains seated mm. if she prefers to do so. Oh, wait. some women regard it as more cordial to rise under these circumstances. The man who is introduced as elderly, a young woman always rises when he is presented. Asterisk: Women don't usually have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I understand this implies that women have their own will. I feel like this is an interesting question because I was looking at this going, is that even a thing that people wondered? Mm -hmm. How should the president of a class be addressed when the person is a young lady? Uh, Madam President? No, young lady. Ms. President. Mademoiselle. The president of a class. Right. Mademoiselle President. The president of a young ladies' class should be addressed, Madam President. Oh, fuck, I was right the first time. You were. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Okay, let's see if there's anything else that's really good. Yeah, do it. Uh, foreign countries is a really short chapter. Well, of course, there's not that many of them. What are there, five? Um, <laughs> all right. Um, is the United States the oldest republic? Uh, No there (laughs) san marino claims to be the oldest existing republic it has had 10 centuries of uninterrupted existence Hmm. even then people thought america was like some new thing Mm -hmm. Uh, here we go you should be able to answer this where is the throne of england actually situated and of what does it consist uh i'll say the tower of london and it consists of stickle bricks (laughs) (laughs) so you you think that the queen and or king of england (laughs) sits alone in the tower of england on stickle bricks (laughs) let's see if in 1926 that is the correct answer i'm not gonna vouch that it's not that way now yeah yeah um 
The throne is in the House of Lords, mm-hmm. separated from the wool sack by a brass rail, except when the Sovereign is present. It is a Gothic chair made of oak and is occupied by the King when he opens Parliament. Of course. Oh, I have seen that, actually. I have seen footage of that. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, <clears throat> the tongue of a wom- of woman is her sword, tis said. She never lets it grow ru- rusty for want of using it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hose be talking, Dan. You're right. <laughs> What is the A and M berry? Berry? A and M? B-E-R-R-Y? A berry? Yeah, I'm in the fruit category Oh, now. oh, what is the A and M berry? A, A and M berry. Uh, it's, it's J and Berry's cousin, who didn't write anything we know of. That's all I got. That's <laughs> all I got. It's a stupid joke. A new berry produced by hybridization, oh. a.k.a. GMO, mm. of the dewberry. Fucking Monsanto. You know what, Dan? It's got me on a point here. It's got me on a fucking rant. I, 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 don't, I don't like them. It's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> the plant is a vigorous grower, has large, round, thick leaves, and produces a dark red or crimson berry of unusual size and flavor. I wonder if they still produce that anywhere. Oh, my. Here, here. Here's some wording we don't hear often. <clears throat> it's, oh, these please. are like jokes written by Mr. Burns. That's why That's why Mr. Burns is the most brilliantly written you character. You must say it like this. <laughs> <laughs> the smallest Smithers. hair throws a shadow, yes, over your appetite when you find it in your victuals. The word victuals, that's that's where, oh my goodness. Oh my. Ooh, 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 home economics. This has got to be really gender uh, neutral. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. What? Can you tell me how to stiffen a crocheted basket? Um, rub it gently. The best thing to use for this purpose is diluted gum arabic. Of course. Of course. Now, how much negro blood is in a gum arabic? <laughs> None. It's oh. all arabic. Oh, okay. Uh, he is the thinnest man I ever saw. He has to wear a clapboard on his back to keep his backbone from cutting his suspenders in two. Haha, <laughs> quite thin. <laughs> <laughs> my girl says she likes to make bread it cleans her hands so nicely <laughs> Wait, hold on can, can we figure out what he means by that I was trying to figure my girl says she likes to make bread so she doesn't want to take care of me she just makes bread so that her hands are no longer dirty so I, it's just an insult to his his his, his lady, who's lazy because she doesn't want to. She all she has to sit around. She doesn't want to make me food because that's her job. I think. Or does she make bread with dirty hands and it cleans the? Uh, that's also that's another point. What is verjuice and how is it used in cooking? Mm, I've never. I I don't. I don't know. It is the acid juice of green apples, crab apples, or other unripe fruit, and was formerly used as a condiment. Mm. It has survived in modern cookery in a limited way, and may occasionally serve as a useful purpose when lemon juice is not readily obtainable. Wow. Because it's so much easier to find for juice, apparently. Oh, I found this one the other day, Dan. Do, do, you, want to, do you want to be like upset by your lack of knowledge or his uh, giving us way too much credit? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> a good name for an engineer's wife. Lucinda, and then in in parentheses, Lucinder. Now, am I missing anything other than it's just got cinder in it? Is that his idea of a joke? Or is Lucinder... (sighs) Is that, like, a famous engineer? 
But no, but Cinder... But Cinder is a, is a, is a thing that would be involved because there's heat, yeah. and there's and there's and there's and there's and there's wood because probably this is a point where they didn't even have coal in steam engines. L o u c i n d e r. Mm-hmm. Like I was trying to think if there's a pun in there beyond just Cinder, but maybe if, not. If if he's a person, yeah, he's no longer relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man, ooh, here we go. The man who couldn't express his feelings sent them by slow freight. <laughs> uh, Nowadays, you would just say uh, UPS. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Sambo said, All the passengers were a heaving, and the captain gave orders for the ship to heave to. In parentheses, T O O. If I slow that down, will it make sense to us in 2016 and 1986? All the passengers were a-heaving, and the captain... Nope. If a man eats well, dates, is he consuming time? There we go, I get that one. <laughs> but it's not very funny. Nope. <laughs> Can you suggest a way of cleaning a violin? Uh, Apparently that was an issue. That's interesting. <laughs> I know this is a real thing, uh-huh. but it feels like I've just read a Harry Potter <laughs> entry in this book. Oh, no. What will dissolve dragon's blood? <laughs> that almost ruined my microphone. Uh, what is dragon's blood? I know what, like, other... Th- it's, it's, it's used for staining violins. Oh, Dragon's blood is soluble in alcohol, amyl alcohol, benzene, or chloroform. Wait, is it, it's less soluble in turpentine. Is there a whole section also in this fire. book on violin, clean, violin cleaning? Is that what? No, it's just under music. Okay. <laughs> Dragon's blood. I just read that going, wait. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, wait, when did... Uh, uh-huh. Uh, this should have... This should... Uh, because they've got a section on money and banking. They should discuss the uh, they, Black Friday. Do they have a section on spells to summon a quadroon? <laughs> <laughs> what is the limit to which small coins must be accepted as legal tender? I think there are people now who are wondering. The limit to which? Wait, in what What, what do we... Hmm? <laughs> in other words, is there a point that you can... Someone comes in with a pocket... Like a bag of change. Oh, oh. Where you don't have to take it. Oh, I see. There's got to be. My understanding is you can use it. But according sure. to this, mm-hmm. subsidiary silver coins, 10 cents, 25 cents, 50 cents, are legal tender for amounts not exceeding $10 in any one payment. Minor coins of nickel, bron- nickel and bronze are legal tender to the extent of 25 cents. That's interesting. I, I, I'm sure no one would enforce think, that anymore. But I've, I've... I think it's different now than it was then. That's really weird. I wouldn't have thought of that. I, I'm all fine with people limiting pennies. I want people to stop making pennies, not just because it doesn't make sense, but also it's going to make my, my penny collection be worth some, you know, like $5. Wow, interesting. Yeah. What is fiat money? F- what? Spell? F-I-A-T. Like 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 the, like the car. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Fiat money is paper currency of government issue, which is made legal tender by fiat or law, but does not represent or is not based upon specie and contains no promise of redemption. 
So bullshit. It's like Monopoly money if they decided Monopoly money randomly was legal tender. That's uh-huh. really weird. God, like economies were desperate. Like we think we're in trouble now. Like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. You can take Monopoly money. That's fine. The token, you know, yeah, all, all your checkers, they're worth uh, five bucks a piece. Oh, sweet. Cool. Uh, there's no guarantee that they're worth five bucks, by the way. That's fascinating to me. Is debt really a debt before it is due? These are for all you college students out there getting loans. (laughs) A debt exists when a certain sum of money is owing from one person to another, and a debt is not the less owing because it is not yet due. Miss President, fellow women, and and male trash in general. I appear upon the platform this evening as the crown champion of our cause to discuss the importance of women's rights, to recuss her wrongs, and to cuss the men generally. I believe this world would have been a happier world, and a woman's position would have been much pleasanter if man had never existed, and I thank, thank my stars that my mother was a woman. I maintain that the sexes were created equal. The woman more equal than the man. I only maintain these principles, but I maintain a shiftless husband as well. They say that man was created first. Well, supposing he was, isn't first experiments always failures? Isn't first experiments always failures? Maybe he's writing her stupid on purpose. There never was anything good in a man except a rib, and that was taken out of him to make something better, of which I am one. Man as a success is, and has been, a magnificent failure. And then again, there's poor Eve. Eva! They're continually throwing her up in our faces about that apple. Now I'll wager my new back hair if that truth... Oh my god, I can't even continue reading this. My... This is like... This is... (laughs) Holy shit! Wow, so the leg beard existed in 1895. The what? The leg beard. (laughs) That's the feminist equivalent of neck beard. Mm. The leg beard. Yeah. Interesting. So apparently, the according to that, mm-hmm. the leg beard existed in 1895. Yeah, boy, oh boy, that uh, yeah. I I, could, I couldn't even finish reading that. That was that was that was. I really wish I wasn't still reading that in Reddit comments today. Oh, I know, I know. Like, have you ever seen their old postcards? Anti-suffragist <laughs> postcards have like women are always painted as ugly crones and like beating up men. As, the, mm-hmm. as though we've ever had it rough in general. <laughs> it's just, it's, oh my god, it's, yeah. Anyway, so guys, what I'm saying is. So, uh, Foley. Yeah, Foley. Foley is fun. <laughs> Foley is fun. But if, if there's if one thing you want to learn. From, <laughs> based on all these jokes and facts. Yep. Is that Foley was fun. Foley is absolutely fun. Like, the whole time, just so you guys know, you probably heard, like, the opening and the flipping of pages and stuff. None of that was real. Uh, that was all created with Celery uh, after the yep. fact. So And I have it on the soundboard. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you want to, real quick, you want to press a button or two and just give them an idea, like, flipping one page at a time, like, so they can hear what that sounds like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. How about, we got? do you have a three-pager in there? Oh, do you have determined slap closed? Oh, that's a good one. And and all with celery. That's the other thing, kids. It's like yeah, celery, it's celery is universal. Um, that's what I've always said. I mean, I've said that for a long time, celery is universal, but people don't really like to quote me on it. Uh, it's not in this man's book for some reason, that quotation. Uh, is, is there anything about celery in that book before we, before we close everything out? Um... Does this thing have an index? Yeah. So the only way I'd know. Vegetables. This isn't organized in any particular fashion mm-hmm. 
is simply. I thought it was oh. organized by fruits. Oh, it is. It is. Look, here's like, <laughs> like here's the people sending like some uh, scans of oh, letters. Oh he my received. god. That's awesome. Mr. Frederick Heskin, Fountain of Knowledge. I wonder if he just like mails people back and he. Anyway, yes. No, he doesn't even have an index. Well, that doesn't help. That doesn't help. Dan. Um, but I can at least use this for some quotations, because he has a whole section on quotations. Mm-hmm. For my final word. Sure. Yeah. Give us, give us your final words, Dan, and I'll, I'll find mine. Okay. Uh, where's the quotes? Oh wait, are these alphabetized? So quotations. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you have one, Jay? I do have one. I do have one. Go ahead. I'm just going to do one that is just absolutely impossible to decipher. I'd like to have your face for a pattern for comic valentines. (laughs) 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 And that's here. Oh, some celery. There we go. Oh, sir, the good die first, and they whose hearts are dry as summer's dust burn to the socket. A.K.A. Only the Good Die Young. That uh, The song didn't work so well when they used that quote. <laughs> um, not as catchy. Um, so, well, thank you guys. You had a thing you wanted to discuss. I did. Uh, we have a... Uh, give me one second. We have a new podcast coming on the podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> on the network. I've only had... I've had very little rum, but it was apparently it was apparently just, just enough. Um... So uh, there is a podcast out there called the Novelization Realization Project, and it is by Rich Straffolino, and it is great. I I uh, I have been wanting to do a podcast about novelizations because something I'm interested in. I know it's something. Doesn't Ari Ari's got quite a few novelizations, right? Yes, she does. Yeah, so it's one of those things that she and I kind of shared shared an interest in, and I'm like, I need to do a podcast about this. But then I'm like. Maybe for once I should... Well, I mean, I've checked before. Nobody had a comedy on vinyl podcast before I did, so I, I was happy with that. But I looked it up, and I'm like, well, fuck, somebody else has it. So I, I emailed him, and I said, hey, would you be interested in being on our network? And the good Mr. Straffolino was absolutely happy to do that. So he, uh, as of tomorrow, Tuesday, Ju- uh, January 19th, uh, they are going to be part of the Stolen Dress Network. So that's going to be awesome. Um, they're going to be coming out uh, semi-monthly, so probably around the 15th and the 30th. So they're not going to, every once in a while, they're obviously going to cross post with our other shows, but uh, that's how he does it. He, like, he'll do, they'll, they'll discuss, you know, they'll discuss it on one episode and then kind of have another episode that follows up on it. And uh, tomorrow's going to be Howard the Duck, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to. That's interesting. The novelization. The novelization. Of a movie. Yeah based on a comic book and i mean and it's great because they explore the kind of stuff that's fascinating about these because when these fucking authors get deep into these psyches that they have to make up like uh-huh. grease 2 for instance i think i gave i bought that and gave it to ren uh grease 2 has like some real creepy thoughts that one of the the, the teachers is having about his students and it's like uh, that says way more about these authors than than the actual movie. Yeah. Like it's not in there, but you have to fill. You know, you have to fill fifty. Th- I guess it's fifty thousand words. I, if it's a novelization, it's got to be at least fifty thousand words, right? So yeah, you're filling space. And like, I'm glad somebody else was doing the podcast and that they were, uh, you know, gonna hop on the network. Yeah. Uh, Harry's actually excited because pretty soon the novelization of uh, Force Awakens comes out. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought I feel like I've I heard somebody might have read that in advance, and it's some of the stuff is is 
not bad, but but definitely interesting. <laughs> like it's always because I have the Blazing Saddles one, which I'm kind of afraid to read. Like the idea of anybody trying to improve upon or expand upon Mel Brooks is scary. Like so, I'm not right. Yeah, because they're gonna have to take. They're gonna have to take jokes that worked visually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. Like it doesn't make and and then or, or yeah, and then the Warner and Brothers the theme played. Sounded like <laughs> yeah. the Looney Tunes theme played, and Bart walked around Bart in his jodhpurs and put his fingers in his. It's like how does that how does that work? And they probably in the the one thing like is when they write in uh like cut scenes and shit that they got to see that nobody else got to see. So. Also, uh, apparently, there's a lot more about like Finn and stuff in, or not Finn, uh, Poe in in the Force Awakens yeah. novel novelization. So you get to hear more about the actual characters that you liked and didn't see enough of because Poe is barely in it. Like, and I liked yeah. him. Um, um, one thing too is if you go to why did I buy this? Yes, wdibt.com. We talk about the movie The Hard Way, mm-hmm. and that's one of Ari's favorite novelizations. Really. And so we discuss that quite a bit in the episode That's awesome. as well. That's good. So you guys should go do that. And we're going to have new episodes of that coming up soon, probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pushing Ari to get that shit done. Yeah, well, she better goddamn well do it. Ari. I know. Get your juice harping. Get moving. Juice. Juice harping? Juice harping. Uh, well, anyway, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, check this. Check out uh, Food Holes, which uh, is actually going to start coming out in a timely manner from now on. Uh, Have we gotten any views on that? Uh, <laughs> we some, not enough, not nearly enough. But uh, Food Holes needs more views. Uh, it is our video series where Dan and I challenge each other to eat gross food. Not always gross, but mostly gross. Uh, the most upsetting one. I don't think it's out yet. Is these ones that taste like tobacco? They're upsetting. They're they're. Just the reaction. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Did you see what I posted on Facebook? I said, you know, like, uh, you know, it's going oh, right. Yeah, it, yeah. it did. It looked like you were in the middle of a war photograph, like being killed. Like, it was like, and it's it's that way for several seconds in a row. Like, I'm just there, like, somehow holding back. And you're just like, Gah! like, you just look like you're dying. It's, it's. It was not good. It was oh, not a good time. At least that's one you picked. So I didn't feel too yep. bad. I feel too bad. Uh, so we're going to continue to do that. Dan's going to come out here in uh, March. We're going to be doing some more episodes, uh, like live episodes. Well, at least like in-person episodes. Uh, we got some stuff coming. We, I mean, we could do it on Twitch TV. We could do a live episode. That is true. We could. I don't know how Twitch works. Is, I thought Twitch was only for games. No? Is it just It's just a thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I am so out of touch. Jesus Christ. I think it's just mostly used by that. Oh, okay. In- All right. Well, then we're going to have to do something. And I've got some other friends who are on Twitch and stuff, so maybe we'll have uh, have them involved. Uh, also, keep an eye out on uh, at jk2016.com because I couldn't buy – I lost jk2020.com years ago. Uh, my fake campaign, Looking Forward. Uh, Dan is a part of that. You, you, We talk about that like several episodes back. Uh, it was our feature film. This We're about to continue it. Uh, it's sort of a sequel, but it's not necessarily a film – it's, it's hard to explain, but either way, it's a series of blogs and vlogs that are going to make up a sequel to the last movie. Uh, it's actually going to be a lot of material, I think, the way we're, we're doing it. So that's going to happen. And uh, let's see, what else? Yeah, so go, go listen to Novelization Realization Project. Listen to the back episodes of Why Did I Buy This? Uh, there are more coming back. Listen to Buddies in Space. Buddies in Space is a great show, but they also are going to start doing more regular video episodes on public access in uh, Rochester-ish. And nice. uh, they've been, they're going to post the audio versions on here on Stolen Dress and the video ones eventually, too. Um, we had our first video episode of Comedy on Vinyl come out a couple weeks ago, so go listen to that. That blew my go, mind. I mean, go watch that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, 
um, let's see what else. Oh, uh, coming out shortly with a full video of uh, the last five years that I produced back in July of 2014. We're now kind of allowed to finally release it on YouTube. So it's a full show, hour and 20 minutes of my buddy, our buddy, Mike Warden, who needs to do the show. Uh, doing the last five years, uh, him and Laura Zimmerman. It's a great show. So we're going to put nice. that up. Uh, anyway, we already gave our, fi our final words, so I guess uh, it was kind of a waste, really. Yeah. Shouldn't have Always eat your peepers. Always eat your peepers. What the fuck are you talking about, Dan? What, where did that come from, Dan? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I feel like i got to find other... He went and got his life insured so he'd have something to live on after he was dead. Oh, something to live on after he was dead. <laughs> Where have I seen your face before? I don't know. I've been keeper of state prison for years. Ah? Uh? Ah? Uh? Uh, so the, the, the joke of that one is you've probably been to jail? Yeah. We were out hunting once and he had to use a stone jug for a pillow, so he stuffed it with straw to make it more comfortable. <laughs> you Said see. the Polak and or blonde. <laughs> yep. Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, is a Stolen Dress Entertainment production. It's hosted by Dan Gomiller and Jason Klom and is edited by Jason Klom and produced by Maury Povich. The Dan and Jay's Community Service theme song was composed and performed by Brian Magic Hands Madison. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, rate us highly, and write us a shining review. You can like us on Facebook.com slash DJCHour, follow us on Twitter at DJCHour, and find everything in one place at DanandJay.com. Mm -hmm.